Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this episode is Leah. Hi, Leah. Hi, Becky. Um, so on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing Cherishing the Goddess by Lucy Eden. Um, we'll link the synopsis of this book on our on-the-shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com. Um, release date, May 29th, 2019. Tropes, vacation fling, billionaire romance, close proximity, instant connection. Mm-hmm. Any others? I don't think. I don't think. Well, I mean, he doesn't, there's a little bit of deception in the sense that she doesn't know who he is. At first. At first. But it's not really deception, more hidden identity, because he doesn't lie to her about anything or like why he's there or anything like that. He just doesn't. But it comes out fairly, it comes out before 50% as to why he's there. But it's more hidden the first like 25, 30%. So. Okay. Um, This is an absolute standalone. It's dual first person point of view. Mm -hmm. Put out percentage is 34%. Audiobook narrators, because I did the audiobook, it is in Hoopla, was Jacob, Morgan, and Mari. And it was a delight for my ears. A delight. Is there a third act breakup? Yes. Yes. Yes, there is. And it's kind of heartbreaking and heart-wrenching. Yeah. Content warning, losing a parent to Alzheimer's, and talk of death from cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's talk about our hero, Alexander Wolf. He's billionaire mm-hmm. CEO. Um, I guess developer? Develop- well, he like dabbles in different things because there's some tech stuff. There's real estate. Like It's kind of like this conglomerate. That he inherited from his grandfather and he he actually established the real estate portion of it if i remember correctly yeah um but yeah so he he has his fingers in a, a bunch of different things he so. does um and he is on the island mm-hmm. uh to try to acquire a hotel and resort that is on the island yes. Yes. um and he is known as the guy that comes in to close the deal. He's, but he is coming up against a guy mm-hmm. who owns the resort and is a yes. legendary closer and corporate raider um, mm-hmm. who had disappeared from the yeah. corporate game a couple years previous. Mm-hmm. So Alex is excited for the opportunity to go up against this guy. Yeah, because he, so the closer is this gentleman who Alex has kind of really been in awe of. Yeah. Like, he's like, this is the the man that I strive to be, which as he learns more, he's like, hmm, maybe, maybe not in the business sense. Maybe not. Our hero, heroine, female main character is Calypso Callie Sterling. Mm Mm-hmm. And she has lived on the island for a couple of years. Well, she she grew up on the island. She left to okay. go to Wharton. Um, and she is in her MBA program or she's starting her MBA program. And so she has been she is home for a little bit. And she is the daughter of the legendary closer yes. and the guy that owns the resort. Yes. And let me just tell you. So 
Lucy Eden is a delightful human being. She writes wonderful books, funny books. This one, it hits all the feels. Like it was not that I didn't really like think that she could write a book like this, but like I had just read like the blind day with the book boyfriend stuff. I read her shifter stuff. And then I read this one and I was like, Oh, Oh mama. Like I was a little emotionally like distressed after I there were some big book. feels in this book and that's just it you know when I initially think of Lucy Eden I'm looking for instant connection because she loves an instant connection book she does and we had that and yeah. I love a vacation fling mm -hmm. um it's an interracial couple so like these are mm -hmm. stalwarts of who Lucy Eden is yeah but then that lasts 30 percent of this book oh man I she puts you through the ringer I'm like whoa where did this emotion come from well, and it's so real. And that, I think that's the big thing. Like if you know anybody who has experienced going through all like Alzheimer's with a loved one, yeah. it is so real the way that she wrote this story and it is heartbreaking and perfectly done. And it's just, it was just, it was really, really good. It was. And I will say, I, they trusted each other instantly. Mm -hmm. And at first I was kind of like, hmm. Really? Really? But then yeah. I started thinking about it. If you are in a small community, a vacation resort town, mm -hmm. you probably learn to build relationships fairly quickly and oh. read people pretty well. But also, too, like, there's enough people that cycle through this place that you can kind of see the type of people who are genuine and who are not. Like, you, like growing up there, working there for as long as she did, like, being part of that resort life, like, you get, a gen like, a genuine feel of trueness and fakeness. Yeah. And, like, you... And she sees that. And like when she meets Alex, they, they click. They do click. But she also, but she also has the story of her parents. And I think that is a big part of how this story plays out because her dad, like, as you learn, like her dad tells her and like, tells like the reader also when he first saw her mom, he just knew. He just knew. So she had this built-in family lore of just yeah. knowing who you're supposed to love. Now, mm -hmm. one of the things that was, I think, exceptionally well done in this book, and we all know this is the hill Becky's going to die on, um, lots of misunderstanding, lots of miscommunication, and so much interference from everybody around them. Yes. Well, and I, not everybody. Not everybody. Like one in particular, because everybody else, I wouldn't say they're really doing interference, but there are extenuating circumstances obstacles. with some of the others. There's obstacles, like emotional obstacles with the other things. So I would say one douche nugget is, I mean. The business partner, Matt, is sleazy AF. He is sleazy AF. He is. I don't like him at all. I hated him. It's the first time in a, it's the first time in a really long time that I thought, Oh, that's a side character that does not get a book. Yeah, he doesn't need one. He needs eaten by a shark. Him. That would have been good. Wouldn't that have been great? Yeah. 
Yeah. I feel like Lucy owes me a novella or a extended epilogue that I would read where Matt gets eaten by a shark. I think I would enjoy that a lot if he got eaten by a shark. Yeah. That's I think I should tell Lucy that he <laughs> should get eaten by okay, a shark. Lucy, if you're listening, we need a shark book. I mean, he doesn't have to get he how about this? He doesn't have to get eaten by the shark, just smalled a little. No, I need him eaten and dead by the shark. He did apologize. Did you? I don't it? know if I believed his apology, but he did apologize. So one of the things, and honestly, he got his ass handed to himself by Alex he did. too. Dead. So. One of the things I did like about Callie and Alex is that even though they were kind of at odds in business, there was mm-hmm. this kindred spirit. There was this connection and true feelings and emotions. Um, mm-hmm. And at times it did kind of make for that big emotion that we talked about, but also a little bit of an angsty read, which again, you weren't expecting. I wasn't expecting from a Lucy Eden book. It was like out of left field where it's all of a sudden, like all this like emotional chaos thrown at us. But I think part of it is like Alex is a person who he was raised a certain way. And so he going to the island he was doing this research but he also was unplugging a little bit because he's been so business heavy like so business focused like his grandfather like beat into him basically like business is all that you need you don't need a relationship you don't need a family essentially like you just need the business you need the money it's it's all about like who you are perceived to be not who you actually are And so when Alex goes to this place and he sees Callie and she gives him a glimpse into her world and how there is so much more, like she is extremely intelligent. She is extremely driven, but she is so family focused because that is the bread and butter of her life. Yeah. Like the way she was raised, the relationship between her parents and the reason that her dad has this resort and wants to keep this resort and the things about this resort, like that is, that's, that's her life goal. Like she wants to be successful in life and in business because she saw like her dad was when he finally met that one person that was perfect for him, he realized like the life I have is not what I need. Yeah. So I want to say for the listener who listens frequently, I was not ready to say goodbye to Callie and Alex. No, I love no. them. I love them. And you know, whatever, Matt. Um, so this next statement is shocking to everybody. And I believe their HEA at the end of the at the end of chapter, this mm-hmm. book, these two are together forever. But I was so not ready to say goodbye. I read the epilogue, and I mm-hmm. think it is one of my most favorite endings. Yeah, that I have ever read. Like it was, it was a big jump into the future. Yeah, which the way that you the way that it's written, you don't realize it's as big as it is. Until they get to that like moment, which is also why I don't think he needs to be eaten by the shark. Just a little nip because he's not so bad in the epilogue. But I mean, because I mean, if he was eaten by the shark, the epilogue couldn't happen. Right. That's true. But 
but anyway but, but alex so like is, she sneaks it in there alex is getting a run for his money is all i have to say i know this that epilogue was perfect it really really was it like i honestly so would happy. love to see like i would like to see more from this family yes oh a hundred percent like I, even if we got like a like a full second gen because there was multiple children multiple <laughs> we could do that but even the way that she like cl closed up the the emotional like chaos like with her with Callie's parents I thought she did really really well like it wasn't like it was just like cut you know what I mean like there was and the pacing really of this book it. just read really great the audiobook mm -hmm. was phenomenal Jacob Morgan like within five minutes has to do seven different accents he's he's a he's a good one and it was it was just so well done. I really liked this book. I really liked the pacing of this book. Mm -hmm. The emotion was unexpected. This was like next level. So Lucy and not anymore. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's it was just it's a great read, and you are doing yourself a disservice by not diving into Lucy Eden's world. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, Leah, thanks so much for reading Cherishing the Goddess. Of course, it was a delight. Until next time, everyone. Happy reading, everybody. Find us on Instagram at buzzingaboutromance or on Twitter at buzzingromance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.